When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Good morning and welcome to the Pirates podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Alex Stump. Chris, How's it going, man? Eighty-two. There, there's the clapping. I was gonna say, where is it? Eighty-two. Eighty-two. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh man, we're jumping right into this, man. <laughs> are, are we? Are yes, we? we're we, jumping. We decided with... that we were gonna do this subject about forty-five seconds ago. So I'm gonna say right now, Chris, does eighty-two matter? Like, does anyone? Are, are we just desensitized to this that we're just like, there's eighty-two. 82 mattered in 2013 when they broke this the streak of losing seasons. That's when 82 mattered. Now it's just oh yeah, it's just another it's just another season with more losses than wins. Um, yeah, it's what, what is that now? Six and seven seasons or five and six seasons? I can't even count anymore. 26 and 30 is the only one that really much yeah. matters. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't think any of us really expected the Pirates to be a 500 team this year. So this was, this was inevitable at one point. You you would hope that that 82nd loss didn't come on September 2nd, maybe September 15th, September 10th, you know, maybe not come for another week or a week and a half, but yeah, it's just it's just the kind of the way they've limped along. And I, I know we've we've hit on this in the podcast already. We we don't want to bury it into the ground, or maybe we do. I I, mean, I, I, I think if anything needs to be buried into the ground. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah, here we are. We still have a whole month of the season to go, and they still don't have fifty wins. So yeah, it's it's it's. Again, we're running out of that grace period of, you know, results don't matter. No, results are beginning to really, really matter. Um, And, you know, I understand, like, you can't magically, you know, make things work, you know, overnight. But you got to start doing, like like we talked about last week, really have to finish on a strong note here. And, And that should come with actual tallies in the win column. Yeah, like I, I put at the end of each gamer, you know, for the last almost month, I feel like, 
I think I did it, started doing it in Arizona whenever I kind of watched that team, like this team might lose a hundred games. And I'm like, all right, well, let's just keep track of like, how, what do they need to do to not lose a hundred games? They are 10 and 28 since the all-star break. Yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. It just, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really bad. It you go into a game like this, and whenever they start going down two nothing, I start preparing the eighty two loss column. Like it's a losing yeah. season. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the fourth inning. You're down two runs. All you need is a bloop and a blast, and it's a tie game. And it's just one bloop of those. They're not going to get it tonight. I love I love the fact I, that I, you that, said I, a bloop and a blast. <laughs> I I whenever I die, they're going to show like my final stats, like in a video game of like phrases I said the most. And the most, the only PG one will probably be bloop in a blast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's going to be the, that's going to be the PG one. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's a good one. <laughs> and yeah, 10 and 28. And it, it, see, 82, I came into this year with, some level of optimism, which I can now probably say confidently was a bit misplaced mm-hmm. about this team. But even I was saying like this team would flirt with like 70 wins. I don't see that being a possibility, you know, outside of just, you know, actually sweeping the Mets again, like they did last year, which Mets are a whole lot better now. So I don't see yeah. that happening. A hundred is the number. That is the number more than 82. Like I expected 82. I really did not expect 100 to be on the table. And right now it looks like a very strong probability. Oh that yeah. Could happen. Like it, we've gone from possibility to probability because yeah. they've got a tough schedule. They're not playing well. They've been sleepwalking since the second half of the season in terms of results. Like some people are working hard behind the scenes, coaches, players, but, Man, is it not translate to an overall product? This is a team that I don't know what it says. Also, but I checked today, and they have like the Pythagorean win loss: how many games you should win or lose. And mm-hmm. the Pirates are outperforming their Pythagorean more than any other team in baseball, which is a very nice way of saying, "Oh my goodness, this team should have an even worse record than forty nine and eighty two. Like they yeah. should be right with the Nationals." Right yeah. now, so I, I don't know. This is a team that is going to finish in last place, most likely for a fourth consecutive year. That has happened once in franchise history. They are going to lose 90-something if they are lucky, 100 in a higher probability that it's going to be triple digits again. There is a very outside chance that this team could flirt with what they did in like 2010 whenever they lost 105. So yeah. there's just a whole lot that needs to improve. 82, frankly, though, doesn't matter. 100 is the number. Don't lose 100 games for a second year in a row. And to go back to what you said earlier, any goodwill, anything that they put in the bank, that is completely spent. That is, There is not a mm-hmm. nickel left of that going into 2023. You have to do better in 2023 and not in developmental wins, but in actual wins. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Well, and see what, what they need to do. And like, like you were just saying, it's a really, really reiterate what you were just saying. They need to make it a point here. We cannot lose hundred games. 
I, that that's just Derek Shelton should be going into that clubhouse every night and saying, we are going to win. We are not going to lose a hundred games. We are supposed to be on the upswing here. And we have been talking about how much progress we've made. We've been talking about if you lose a hundred games again, it's especially if you have a potentially even a worse record than, than last year. And like you were talking about the Pythagorean win, win loss, you know, record too. I mean, your <laughs> run differential alone <laughs> probably means this team is worse than its record. Um, yeah, they they have to avoid a hundred losses. They 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 really really do because again, it goes back to what we talked about last week. You have to end on a high note. You have to start establishing the winning culture mentality of not of doing whatever it takes to win a baseball game. And the thing is, is that if you if you fail one night, you know, that's understandable. It's a young team or whatever, but, you know, put it behind you and then go out and win the next game. I mean, you just they, they've got to figure that out and they've got to figure, find a find a, a way to get the message across or to do something. I don't know that just results have to happen. And if I could snap my fingers and, and come up with an answer or if anybody could, they would. But, you know, that's. This is why it's on Derek Shelton his, and his entire staff and the front office to, to make sure that this team is ready to take another step. And uh, if you limp on for an entire second half of a baseball season, it's kind of hard to you know talk about any kind of progress whenever this might be one of the worst stretches we've seen well, since yeah. 2019. I, I mean, it, and 2019 they went four and 24, which oh, that is, that's that's pretty. 10,000 awesome. simulations. You you have a why can't I not remember it? You run 10, because you try simulations. to yeah. I, I, probably, I've effectively blocked that out of my head. Out. Oh man, you, you run 10,000 simulations. You have four and 24 like three times or something like that. I I can't remember, but yeah. That was also it's a team not, that was claimed to be 500, and this team never claimed to be 500. Yeah, it's just the the, the mentality has to has to be established there. The the, yeah. the culture has to be established there. That should be the mentality. We cannot lose 100 games. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has to be improvement. I mean, there, there should be improvement this year, and that's the thing. There should be improvement from 2021 to 2022, and now. You, you can lose a hundred games and you're not even guaranteed to get the pick that you, sh- that you were get, you know, supposed to get the year, be- like you got the year before yeah. because now the draft lottery. So you may even just get the, you know, the short end of the stick there and maybe not even get in the top five, you know, very possible just the way it works. So there's no incentive to, to tank here. Um, so when, just win. Pure and simple. Yeah. Just win. Just, Just win, win baby. baby. A wise man once said that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back here in a couple minutes. Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Chris, I just thought of this right now. 
for the segment we talked about doing something else. I'm, I'm flipping it on its head right here. Chris doesn't know what I'm about to say. Chris, we are both going to come up with three nice things to say about the 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> because like, we, we can beat that other point to, to death right yeah. now. And they, and they could be little things. And, they can, and, and just to show you, I'm going to start off here with Chase D. Young. Dude, that's a that's a good one, man. Yeah, yeah it really this, is. This is yes, and Chase DeYoung going from failed starter to good middle reliever, maybe even a leverage-ish type guy in the future, is not going to move the needle that particularly much. But it's good to a see a player who buys into the programs that are being set forth, succeeding in them, being willing to do different roles be deployed differently just a lot of things that the pirates want to do chase young checks a lot of those boxes here so i am going to say that he is one of he is one of my one of three nice things to say chase young you are having a fine season you are doing good uh i'm gonna say jack sawinski uh and i'm not talking about the obvious stuff that everybody wants to complain about right now i'm talking about this guy coming from double a to the major leagues and producing what he did before the option to, to triple a happened. But that was a very, very nice surprise. Not saying that they weren't ever expecting Suwinski to be a guy, but he wasn't the main return in the Adam Frazier trade. No. Um, Marcano was the, was the main return there. So if Marcano and Suwinski become uh, contributors that is a major win in that trade um <clears throat> so it's really good i th- i think that's if we're talking about highlights of the year or just good things to say about this year that's one that stands out to me is Sawinski, you know you know c- coming from double a to the major leagues um yes obviously has a lot of struggles as a rookie but still hits 14 home runs uh, that's that's a very, very good I, – I, I like that. That's one of my favorite parts of the year so far. Second, for me, I am going to say Jason DeLay. Hmm. Who, this, this catching situation coming in, we all kind of looked at Roberto Perez like, hey, if he stays healthy, they'll probably be fine. And then he gets hurt, and you feel bad because he was you know, such a respected guy in that clubhouse. He's still fairly periodically in that clubhouse hard worker you wanted him to succeed have a nice bounce back but that catching situation was bad and bad and it kept getting worse through every michael perez and andrew knapp and jason delay was not supposed to be a a major league player for this long yeah at basically any point over the last couple years and he has filled in quite nicely if jason delay is the backup next year i would not think twice he is basically making himself into like Jacob Stallings light, which mm. good, good. You need someone to just emerge like this. He's not going to move the needle big time, but he's a good guy for game planning. His pitchers love throwing to him. If he's the backup catcher of the future, that's a okay. Um, this one, my second one's probably going to irritate a lot of the uh, <clears throat> fans that don't like to hear about exit velocity and, all this kind of stuff, but I'm still going to say it. 
the Pittsburgh Pirates in the same season have a player who has the hardest throw ever recorded by an infielder and the hardest hit ball ever recorded in the Statcast era. As much pain as this season has caused for Pirates fans, and rightfully so, the um, flashes of potential of O'Neill Cruz are very tangible. And they're actually recorded data in StatCast. So I think that is something that I can definitely say that is good about this season because, and, and if anything, O'Neill Cruz's season might be a microcosm of the 2022 Pirates. Some flashes of like really, really great moments and then just a lot of struggles. A lot of just pain sometimes. <laughs> but some moments that'll make you go, oh, that was pretty awesome. But a little too few and far in between. But still, hardest thrown ball ever by an infielder, hardest hit ball ever in the StatCast era. We can't go through this segment without mentioning that. So, Third one for me. I'm not going to focus on an individual player here, just the, the pitching team. Mm. And I, I put this in insider and it's one of those, look, I know the ERA is bad or is it, is it one, one it needs to be there, but I come into this year, like looking at the roster, like who needs to take a step this year, Mitch Keller. Well, he did mm-hmm. JT Brubaker. He did. Ronzi Contreras. He has David Bednar. He has Will Crow. He has like basically everyone who, you go into the year like he could be, you know, part of this future going forward has taken a step forward this year. And you mix in guys like Yerry De Los Santos, who -hmm. looked pretty good. Tyler Beatty, who I know is in a rut ever since they tried to make him into a starter again, Mm -hmm. like, but he's shown flashes here. Chase DeYoung, I brought him up. Mm -hmm. Like there's just, talking to Robert Stevenson for a little bit, the waiver claim, just how they approach him. I think the pitching team is doing a good job. They are taking step forwards. There is a lot of work to go still, but I think whenever you call up players like Mike Burrows, like Quinn Priester at some point next year, they're going to be better equipped, better prepared for what challenges are ahead of them. Uh, I'm going to go with um, uh, an individual again. It was really, really good to see Brian Reynolds get past April and May and become the, and become the guy that I think we all expected Brian Reynolds to be, especially after the season he had last year. Um, You know, sometimes guys have rough stretches to begin the year. And sometimes, sometimes guys get off to slow starts. It just it is what it is, and and we know what the, the, the how the lockout impacted you know spring training, and it it, it affected players differently throughout baseball. Um, and I don't think any player is ever going to use that as an excuse, but it is what it is. We we know this baseball season did not start off the way it it is supposed to. Um, and for him to get past that, to have two like really rough months, and to bounce back and to have the season he's had um, for him being probably the most important player in that clubhouse uh, even throughout this entire season with, like I said, with all the, like all the bad things that, that we can say about this team uh, for him to be a constant 
uh, night in and night out, um, that cannot go understated with how valuable that is because the pirates are a very inconsistent team. And he is a, he's just, he's just there every night. And sometimes it just feels like it's Brian Reynolds and everybody else. So I I think, I, I think it was, it was really, really good to see him get, get past that. And pretty much since June 1st be one of the better hitters in baseball, better players in baseball. So there, Three nice things each, which just evening out from us to paying <laughs> up, which is worse, 82 or 100 losses in the, in the first season. <laughs> just sticking the knife in after watching some pretty bad baseball post-All-Star break. Mm. We're, we're going to take one more break here. or but Whatever you were going to say there, we're going to save that for the last segment here. Cutting you off. Oh, I, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> can say anything. We're gonna have a really boring third segment coming right up. <laughs> and welcome back to the Pirates Podcast. Good name later. All right, Chris, say one mean thing about a team you don't cover. (laughs) One mean thing about a team I don't cover. Um, Oh, man, there's so many places I could go. All right, right, I'll Um, I'll, I'll start here. I'll start here. I mean, everyone who covers the Yankees needs to shut up for a little bit. I know it's a bad month. It's been a bad month-ish, whatever it ends up being. But, oh, my God, your team is fine. Watch Greg Allen bat fifth in a game once before <laughs> the, you say yeah. the sky has fallen. Um, one bad thing, I mean, I, I, this, this might not be directed at the team. Um, it could be I because mean, there are some employees of the team that, that, that said some bad things. About him. Um, Yankees team slash fans slash employees. Uh, the hate on Joey Gallo was absolutely not warranted whatsoever. Uh, it was pretty disgusting, actually. And maybe if you left, let him keep his beard, he would have kept playing there baseball go. the way he knows how to play baseball uh, because bearded Joey Gallo clearly plays better than babyface Joey Gallo. And so all of the mean things that were said uh, were just completely unwarranted. So poo poo on Yankees just in general for, for that. Just there we go. There yeah. we go. In this episode, we said three nice things about the pirates and one bad thing about the division leading Yankees. So <laughs> That is that is something different that you're not going to get anywhere else. Should we say something mean about a Pittsburgh sports team? Uh, uh, I don't know what what sports team do you want to say something bad about? We've are I mean, there's only two other pro pro sports teams here. Uh, uh, the Steelers need to shut up about or Steelers fans, whatever. Like, just just keep Mason Rudolph. That, that's going to be my gripe here. This is the airing of grievances. Just keep Mason Rudolph. He's the only guy who knew the offense from last year. He's making $3 million. It's better than the seventh round pick in 2024 or whatever. Just just deal with it. Have one 
guy with some experience in that quarterback room there. That's, that's one mean thing towards Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, one mean thing. I, I, I want to say it's a mean thing. It's just, uh, I don't think Dak Rasher stadium name is that big of a deal. There we honestly. go. Oh no, I, no, no. We were lost. You lost me. No, I, I, I just, I don't, because I mean, if it helps, with this, you know, keep, you know, make the stadium a, a better place to go watch a watch a game. Like if the extra cash flow like helps with that kind of stuff, and then makes it a better environment to watch football. I don't care what name is on the outside of the stadium, but that's just me. Didn't they run out of beer during the? That they did. Yeah, that they did. But it was also a record crowd. So yeah, um, yeah that was pre- also- that's that's pretty impressive, actually. That's my that's my third mean thing to say. <laughs> never run out of beer. Never, never run out of beer and never run out of hot dog buns. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's five mean things to end this podcast. And if you want to hear five more mean things or whatever, <laughs> be sure to. Be yeah, sure at least to, we didn't talk about anybody's hand size this time. No, no. Hands are off limits. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We're, we're getting through the outro here. We're recording this one late. Thank you so much for listening to the Pirates podcast to be named later. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you find five podcasts. You'll find that in, you know, whatever we do here as well. There's a lot of other good shows here. You should be listening to those. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week. Stop.